everybody. Um, this is a podcast. Um, we talk about all kinds of things, uh, but mostly we talk about movies. I don't know what to say. <laughs> that was such a long pause. You couldn't follow that with anything? Uh, no. I, I, I feel I, like I just channeled half of YouTube. You just channeled half of every podcast out there. I mean, it's just like you, you could you could <laughs> just tell me like a true crime story with very little like modulation and that would just be... That would be it. Today yeah. we're unboxing um, Popeye's chicken and we're, <laughs> we're going to be judging their sauces. Uh, I, I can get some Funko Pops and... and you know, look, this take them out of their boxes. Crispy. I don't know. All right, let's talk about movies. All right. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Hey. Hey. Oh, you know what? 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 <laughs> Everything I'm watching, well, I've it's... just been watching Kinder Eggs oh, be unboxed and cracked open. And I've wa- been watching stuff I can't talk about. You've been watching festival movies pretty much nonstop, non-stop. I imagine. Nonstop. I can't. I'm trying to think if I watch any other damn thing. And I just, if I did, it, it's all, you know, it's all a dream now. <laughs> so I can't, I can't weigh in on anything. I well, don't, there's probably some stuff I've watched that I could talk about, but I would just feel bad because it, you know, it probably didn't make it in. Or, you yeah. Know. You know, you want to single out any title before, you know, no, as, as really we're recording don't. this, we have, you know, the, the, the sidewalk film festival lineup has not been unveiled. Um, right. you've got your, um, uh, sneak preview event at the cinema coming up, I think, next week. Is that right? Where you'll in- unveil some of the titles yeah. uh, to an audience. And, That's right. um, uh, and then most of the lineup should be out after that. But as of right now, you can't talk about it. So we'll put a pin in this. Yeah. Take a rain check. You can tell me about Absolutely. some of these titles once the uh, lineup has been announced. Um, Your life is much kinder right now in some ways. Not it in is. all ways, but in some ways. So what have you been watching? I've been watching a ton of stuff. Um, Again, I've gone on kind of a a binge where I'll just get stacks of Blu-rays of stuff that I haven't seen from the public library uh, and just go through them. And I haven't seen anything that that has made me think, damn, I wish I had seen that when it came out. So that should tell you everything right there. Um, most of what I've seen has just been junk, but that's okay because I'll put the junk on as as I work it from home, um, and that that suits me fine. But I do want to highlight something. Um, I ordered the um Indiana Jones collection on 4K hmm. Ultra HD Blu-ray, uh, and that set came in the mail a couple is that days recently ago. released on it Blu-ray. Is. Or? Okay. It is. It's. Um, I don't know. I don't keep up with these releases like you do. Newly remastered uh, editions of all four films uh, and released in in 4K UHD. And um, you know, I was excited about this because, well, I like the Indiana Jones movies. We'll probably hear about one of them in uh, my top 200 list. Um, perhaps the one that we'll hear about in my top 200 list is the one I really want to highlight. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I put Raiders of the Lost Ark in my 4K uh, player, and I was like, I just want to look at, at the remaster. You know, I want to watch some scenes. I want to see how this looks. Yeah. I want to see how the sound mix sounds. Um and I watched the whole thing. <laughs> wow. Because, you know, it's one of the most famously entertaining movies ever made, and you just put it on, and you just – you just watch it because, like, what, what are you going to do? Turn off Raiders of the Lost Ark? I mean, I got to the point where, um, you know, the scene in Marion's bar where the Nazis show up and you get that fight in the bar. And at that point, I was like, oh, I'm just not, I'm just going to keep watching this. Yeah. This, this, I'm just going to watch the whole thing. And I watched 
the whole thing. Um, and it's, you know, it's amazing. Uh, it's super uh, famous uh, for being entertaining for a reason. Right. Um, but it looks and sounds the best it ever has on 4K Blu-ray. And if you have a 4K player um, and a 4K television and you, you have an interest in, in these, I have to say I recommend the set wholeheartedly. These movies are amazing looking. Um, I did sample um, – Another one uh, in the set, the, the the one I like the least, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull from 2008. The, that was um, Shia. That's the one with Shia uh, and Kate Blanchett as the uh, the Russian villain. Great. And it's got uh, ancient aliens and cities of gold in the jungle and et cetera, et cetera. It's a mess. It's still a mess. It looks and sounds gorgeous <laughs> on 4K Blu-ray, um, but it's not a movie – uh, that I enjoyed. I I did. I put it on and kind of left it on, but I, you know, did chores and stuff while it was like folding laundry gotcha. while it was playing. I, it it lost my interest just as it lost my interest when I first saw it in theaters in two thousand eight. Um, it's a movie that every time I see it, I wish it were good because yeah. you kind of put it on and you're like, how is this not good? It's an Indiana Jones movie. Steven Spielberg directed it. Kate Blanchett's the villain. Um, and then you start watching it and you're like, oh, that's how. <laughs> that, yeah. That's why it's not good because nobody really feels dialed in or engaged in the way um, that they should be for an Indiana Jones movie. And I think part of that is it was made – you know, 19 years after Last Crusade, people change as artists, people change as performers. I mean, Spielberg um, certainly grew up as a director. It's hard to look at the director of the first three Indiana Jones movies and and then look at the fourth one and, and say they were, you know, necessarily made by the same guy. But, you know, he he just kind of grew up and, and changed as an artist. Um and I think him trying to go back to the well for this fourth one was kind of a mistake for him I do in too. some ways. I do too. I mean, look, I am going to say something, grip the table, because uh-uh. you're not going to like it. But I don't, Spielberg is not necessarily a gauge of, of what's good. Uh-huh. He's just not. I'm sorry. I, all, you know, he has his moments, but he just because he's Spielberg doesn't mean that the film is going to be great. It's like Roll Tide, right? Just because they're UA doesn't mean they're going to win. <laughs> I, and I think he was that first film, which was very exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I saw this as, you know, like most people as a kid, very exciting film. And he was thirsty. Yeah. He was thirsty. And I mean, this is also, he could not have applied the way that film was made, some of the terrible, horrible methods that, by which that film was made could not be done in the early 2000s. No. Let's, you know, early, two, almost 2010, I guess, right? 2008. So I think that's part of it too. And I mean, Harrison Ford was notoriously loudmouthed about how difficult this thing was to make and how how he risked his life to make it. I don't think it's all urban legend. I do think there's some truth to it, and I think you see it on the screen. Sure, sure. Um, and you know, um, I'm not too hopeful for the upcoming fifth movie, not directed by Spielberg, but with Harrison Ford um, now. Uh. Well in his 70s, right? Could be he's, good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's well in his 70s, but he I feel like that midlife crisis has just been hanging in there. <laughs> so he, he might be good. We'll see. He um, does look a little bit like one of the skeletons that you saw in the first installment of this. 
A little bit, a little bit. It, you know, it's directed by James Mangold, um, the director of Ford versus Ferrari and Logan and Girl Interrupted. Um, he's all those so films you know, with so much in common. They 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 flock together. He he's he's kind of um he's an interesting director in the especially in the early two thousands. He just made. A lot of movies in different genres. He just hopped from genre to genre to genre, um, and now I think he's he's a proven big studio guy. Um, he directed Walk the Line. Yeah, and like, this guy. He look that guy is more of a studio guy than he is an auteur. Yes, um, not, and, I'm and, not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He's he's a more than capable filmmaker. But I think Lucasfilm and and yeah. Disney were looking for if Spielberg can't do it, then they're going to hire a guy who is proficient and a guy that they can keep in line. Oh, for you know, sure. a company man. And and for I sure. think I you know I don't want to speak out of out of school because I'm sure that James Mangold is is uh, you know I've liked a lot of his films quite a bit. Um, but you know we'll we'll see how it turns out right uh, it does have mads mickelson as the villain it does have antonio banderas it does have phoebe waller bridge as the the female lead um so we'll see how it turns out it comes out next year i'll be seeing it immediately <laughs> i mean yeah you'll be you'll be in that line definitely so that's what i've been watching so now it's time for a segment of the podcast called phone a friend where we do just that phone a friend this is lisa Leave a message. Oh, man. Well, this is a first, but I knew it was going to happen. So, you know, we usually call Lisa every other week or so, see what she's been watching. But Lisa is told me, get, try to give her a call, but she might be boarding a plane. So there was a chance we're going to catch her boarding a plane. There's a chance we're going to catch her while she's in the air, headed back to Nashville, I think from Boise. She went to see a friend. And indeed, it sounds like we caught her voicemail. I did ask her, though. I said, hey, Lisa, why don't you try to call us from one of those air phones? Oh, man. Do they still have those air phones? I don't think that they do. But I do remember the time when they did. And, and I never, ever saw anybody use them because it was terrifying. It was like if you're using – I have an exception, of course. Uh-huh. But it was like if you're using the air phone and you had like an eject button that, you know, you pushed yeah. it. If you're using the air phone, something's really wrong. <laughs> It's like, oh, the, you know, the kid's on fire at home or like, the, you know, there's been a flood. Because it costs like $34 a minute, right? Yes. So one time I was on an airplane and I'm in the unfortunate middle seat because I'm basically Larry David and I somehow always, <laughs> no matter what, I could spend as much money I ha- as I have in my bank account on a plane ticket. I'm still going to somehow, there's an emergency, whatever, I'm going to end up in the fucking middle seat. And so I'm in the middle seat and I'm in the middle seat, like not next to a friend. You know, I'm in the middle si- seat between two freaking dudes. And the middle seat was the one that had the earphone. And so the earphone's in front of me. No fear of anybody using it because, to your point, nobody ever used it because it's like $34 a minute. Well, the guy next to me freaking pushes that eject button, launches that phone out, and uses that phone for a good 20 minutes of the flight what? to sell horses. Well, I guess if you're getting <laughs> enough money for those horses, it pays for that phone call. And so I got to hear all about, you know, Seabiscuit or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I actually ha- – I'm a person on the planet well, – probably the only person on the planet that's ever witnessed somebody using the airphone, aside from maybe September 11th. Jeez, that got dark. It got really dark. But, by the way, sitting in the middle seat listening to the guy next to me sell horses was dark as fuck, too. So this was Phone a Friend. <laughs> Oh, 
Uh-oh. Oh, boy. It's getting dire. Yeah. It's getting dire. This is the segment where I pick a city. Well, I roll my hand across a bunch of cities, and we land on one, and you have to tell me a film from from where that city is, first thing that comes to mind. Okay. I will tell you, there is one. Or, there are one or two easy ones on here today. Uh-huh. But, but as you know, we've we've made our way through New York, Chicago, blah, 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 blah. So it's getting it's getting dire. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to don't look. I'm okay. just going to kind of keep going, and you just tell me when to stop. Stop. San Diego. Have we done that one before, guys? Well, if we did, I don't remember it. Okay, so we're on San Diego. San Diego. All right. San Diego. Um, That's where Anchorman takes place, but I don't know if it was shot in San Diego. Okay, I guess I didn't realize that. So that's that's a good good choice. That's maybe a possibly safe choice. Yeah. I can think of of a couple of things, I think. I'm going to save them, though. Okay. Because one of them might be... An upcoming what's the shit. Oh. So I'm going to save the, one of them. San Diego. There, there's probably something like super obvious that I can't, that's not coming to mind. But yeah, I'll stick with Anchorman, even okay. though that shit was probably can't filmed in LA else. or something. Yeah. Um, because, you know, why wouldn't it be? Um, hmm. Well, if anybody out there can think of, you know, some San Diego pride, some San Diego films that we're not thinking of, shoot us an email at podcast at sidewalkfest.com. Otherwise, we'll return with hopefully not a retraction, but an addition. Confirmation that Anchorman Confirmation. was shot in San Diego. I yeah. really hope it was. Not the easiest city, so at least you came up with something. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to Side Talks Podcast. We're your own personal cinematic, Tony Hawk and Rodney Mullen. Okay. You're definitely Tony Hawk. I, I'm definitely Rodney Mullen. Sure. Hey, I like skating. Cool. Ah, you know, it's not a, either one, not yeah. an insult. We had the Bones Brigade film a few, many, many years ago, and Rodney Mullen came for that. Oh, nice. And sat on the floor and watched it with a bunch of kids, and he's just a, a great, great guy. Uh, and, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about either one of us gentlemen, actually. I once watched an episode. This is the outro, but I don't care. Um, I once watched an episode of Jackass. Uh-huh. So I'm going to pause right there and just repeat that. I once watched an episode of Jackass. Okay. I, sure. Where, I think it was Jackass, where, you know, all the, bunch of the dudes from, bunch of the Jackass dudes are under an underpass trying to make some sort of, there's like a half pipe or something that's been pulled there and there's some kind of a jump. And they're all trying to make it. None of them can. And I mean, most of those dudes on Jackass are pretty some of them are professional skaters but they're all pretty great skaters right so one of them probably bam or something calls has tony hawk's number because they're buddies and calls tony hawk who at this point has got a good 20 years on them or something i mean the age difference is significant you know yeah and so tony calls him and tony hawk shows up and looks at the ramp and looks at them and does it (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like there that's how you do it and he's again he's like they're kind of like, call the old dude who's going to like break his back. Ha ha ha. And he just shows up with a board and is like, mm, okay, that was piece of cake. Anyway. Did you see um, the trailer for the new Jackass movie? I haven't. How offensive is it? I mean, it, it looks like it's coming to save cinema and, and just in time. <laughs> uh, coming out in October, I'm very excited for it. I, does it surprise you to learn that I'm pro Jackass? Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, I'm pro it Jackass. It kind of does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, I, very pro. I feel like that's one of those films that I can be pro and con 
from one minute to the next, uh, if you know what I mean. It's an entirely it is a understandable roller response. Roller coaster of bullshit. Yeah. But anyway, that's we're not here to talk about Jackass or, or Tony Hawk, even though we just did. We're here to uh, to wish you a good day and thank you for listening to the podcast and thank Boutwell Studios for tolerating us and making us sound better than we do and all their expertise and you know, good stuff like that. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Thanks to Splash ninety six too. And are you going to do our social? I just wanted to thank Brad real quick. Thank you, Brad. Sidewalkfest.com, at Sidewalk Film on social media. That's where you can find Cinema Showtimes and all the information about the Sidewalk Film Festival. You want to get that information. You want to get those passes. You want to get those tickets. Do it. Put this podcast down right now. Pick up your computer. Get those tickets. Bye, Uh, bro. Yeah, bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words our expertise.